fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It is another day, another week, halfway through the month of July, halfway through 2022. It just flies right on by like we've never seen before. Hey, great to have you along today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show today. Holy cow, lined up Rick Mehta. He is a doctor. He's a former FDA official. He's a Republican congressional candidate. For the 6th District of the Great State of New Jersey, he'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. And we've talked with him a couple times before, but apparently, having the medical background that he does, there's apparently some workarounds that's going on regarding the abortion issue, including abortion by telemedicine. Say, what? 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 So we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Hopefully everybody had a great weekend. It was a warm one. It was a fun one. It was a productive one. It was also a restful one. I rewatched part of my John Wick series because John Wick's just awesome like that. I'm telling you, the good old days where you just had action and you had people doing, you know, shootings and just martial arts and just action and comedy in there. You don't need superpowers. You don't need to be a hero. You don't need to have a green screen. You don't need special effects. You just need... Just that stuff. So uh, I enjoyed that, and that was a nice, relaxing part of the weekend as well. Um, Little Voice of Reason also had a great time. She actually went to another birthday party and had a sleepover, her first one around with that friend, and boy, was she exhausted and grumpy on Sunday. Woo! I tell you, man. (laughs) But one thing, I tell you what, I always like to learn something a day. Just learn something new every single day, whether it's interesting, whether it's fascinating, whether it's educational, whether it's just dumb and you know, just uh, kind of the pop culture, whatever. You want to learn something every day. Well, I learned something over the weekend and today that I think that you need to learn as well. Because while we're ever apparently in society today, the ever-expanding gender identifications, sexual orientations, gender pronouns that you have to use. I live in the state of Kansas. Kansas University, KU, is one where they actually give you name tags for you to get, to write down your preferred pronouns. I know. That's how stupid we are in, in parts of society today. But that's what they choose to do. They want certain pronouns to identify themselves so they feel better about what they're trying to portray to society. Well, there are some new pronouns out there that I think that you need to be aware of because this is really important. <laughs> and uh, apparently, if you come across one of these individuals, then you will know how to properly identify them in public. Hi, my name is Cameron, and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal, and Avery is a blue jay. We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have um our own gender expression we don't inherently have a gender at all 
and not in the way that like we're just non-binary it's that like our species as like an avian human hybrid does not inherently have any kind of gender at all so you use them just like singular pronouns like he him or she her uh spelling and pronunciation wise it's like they them theirs without the th at the beginning so the best way I think to practice is to write out um, a couple of short sentences using like he, him, his, and himself, and then go back through and erase all of those pronouns and fill them in with a, m, air, air, self. The bird pronoun identification. Everybody's head about the bird. I'm wondering, just out of curiosity, if you self-identify as a bird in public, I'm wondering if you need or if you demand when you go to a public event for them to give you newspaper for the droppings underneath you. I'm wondering if you have to sit in a cage in order for you to feel comforted and protected. I'm wondering if you need your bowl of seeds to munch on, like the unpopped popcorn. Your birds would enjoy that. The bird pronouns. I'm telling you, expanding your mindset every day because we can identify however we want. Are they part of the Mile High Club? If they're part of the aviation hybrids of humans. Do they squawk? <laughs> they bring up so many questions. Man, there it is. Can we hear that again? Come on, let's do this again. Hi, my name is Cameron and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal and Avery is a blue jay. We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. And not in the way that, like, we're just non-binary. It's that, like, our species as, like, an avian-human hybrid does not inherently have any kind of gender at all. <laughs> there it is. You have learned something new today. There is a new gender identification and a pronoun to be used by that gender identification. That is of the aviation type. And no wonder we have bird flu floating around all over the place. Welcome into the program. See? You know what? Thank you. I'll be here for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, I wonder, you know what? That also brings an entirely new meaning to tweeting as well. Thank you. Again, I'll be here all uh, for the next uh, part of the hour. Speaking of Twitter, by the way, the latest news that happened just on Friday as we were going through the program. What's trending today? I'm sure everybody's heard the news. Elon Musk looking at backing out of his Twitter purchase of near $44 billion, saying that after some of the further and deeper investigations into the Twitter company, that there are way more bots in the company, lowering the value than what was originally anticipated, because Twitter does not want to disclose the information, nor do they say they know how to properly calculate the number of bots. And Elon Musk says that now... The value's not there, and he's pulling out, losing the minds of every left-wing Democrat across the nation all over again. Now, 
Here's what I'll tell you is that Twitter is not necessarily going to be a safe space for conservatives again like we thought it would be. We thought that we might have a little more free reign, maybe a little bit better coherent conversations on the Tweety. But nonetheless, apparently that's not going to happen. What I find fascinating about this, and I'm summer like I just don't care about Twitter, which I get, but I think this is kind of a big deal for social media for Elon Musk, who is the richest dude on the face of the earth, and for conservatives who are looking for a safe outlet, uh, it, it it does affect us a little bit, even those that don't have the Twitter accounts. Because this is a platform that media now uses for a credible source. This is happening because someone tweeted it. Awesome. I'm sure it was the bird-avian hybrid individuals that tweeted it because they're part of the Tweety. Ha <laughs> ha! You know I'm going to make these jokes <laughs> all day long now. I have to. There's no way around it. What I find fascinating about this story, though, is that the left and the board itself was angry about Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. They didn't want him to purchase Twitter. They didn't like it. He was the conservative, even though he's a middle-of-the-road kind of guy, and he voted Republican for the very first time, ironically, for Myra Flores, the first Republican to win that congressional seat down in Texas in 150 years. He was, for the first time ever, it was him voting for Republicans in that seat, but Democrats think that he's a right-wing nut, and they didn't want him to purchase it. Now that he's backing out of the deal, they're angry that he's trying to back out of the deal. If they didn't like him purchasing Twitter in the first place, you would think that to be like, hey, you know what? Great. You know, sorry, it didn't work out. We can't give you the numbers that you need. We can't give you the information that you need. You need to go about your way. Go do your thing. And we'll just continue on. Even if they're exposed with the number of bots and fake accounts that are on the Tweety, it doesn't matter because they could rebuild shortly after. Now, now they've been kind of exposed for what they're doing, which is why I think they're not very happy right now, uh, being in a little bit of a teasy, trying to show that it was such this major platform when really not as many people were on there as what they into, uh, originally said because of so many people that just weren't real, that were just fake accounts, but they tried. And now they're being exposed. And maybe they're fearful it's never going to be back the way that it was before because then you'll always be questioning, hey, the person that I'm conversing with the account that's following me the account that's following them is it really real or is it a fake account hashtag fake news you are fake news i mean it very well could be when you see a democrat that actually tweets out and then someone retweets it by like a thousand times then you really do start to question wait a second is it real or is it not real i'm very curious on how it actually works or it doesn't work so elon musk whether he wanted to or not has exposed the Democrats in their fake platform of their ridiculousness. And now that he's trying to back out, the Democrats aren't very happy. Now, there's a new conspiracy theory about it. And the conspiracy theory is, is that he used Twitter not to try to expose it for the real accounts or the fake accounts or the bots that are on the platform, but they try, but he actually used it to be able to, I guess, create a slush fund for some of his, some of his liquidation of his Tesla stock. According to Newsmax.com, some are saying that the entire thing was a clever ruse to sell and liquidate $8.5 billion of Tesla stock with a plausible excuse for doing it, according to the co-founder of Lux Capital, as he tweeted with his tweety out there on Friday. Wolf's tweet included the math suggesting that Musk walked away from roughly $7.5 billion in liquidated stock even after paying the $1 billion breakup fee. Honestly, uh, think we can land rockets but can't fix bots. He said rhetorically, it's not about fixing the bots. I'm sure we could fix the bots relatively easily. 
it really has more to do with the fact that he's buying something at a really inflated value per stock when it's not worth that much because 40 30, 50% of the users on there aren't real. So when you get rid of those, then what kind of reach are you actually getting? That's the big question here. But Democrats don't see value in that. Democrats see the value in he's evil because he's a Republican now. He's evil because he tried to take over our platform. He exposed our game. And now he wants to back out now that the game's been exposed. What do we do? It reminds me kind of like the Dinesh D'Souza thing, right? With the 2,000 mules. The Democrats had a good system going with the whole dropping mail ballots in in the middle of the night at numerous different drop boxes and being able to rig the election. And just those under that 2,000 mules documentary was enough to show that the election was heavily influenced by rigging of some sort in some way, shape, or form. They're not mad about the upcoming election per se, Except for the fact that Dinesh D'Souza now just exposed their game plan and now we're on to them. Now we're going to be monitoring. Now we're going to be watching. That's what they're angry about. Because if Donald Trump did choose to run again for the presidency in 2024, they could just play the same game and just do it all over again. We wouldn't have any evidence or proof. They could get away with it and be like, we don't know what you're talking about. But whether it's the Tweety, whether it's the elections, we've said this many times before, but the truth always comes out in the end in the corruption and the lies and the manipulation always gets exposed at the end of the day. And guess what? They're not mad that Elon Musk's backing out of the deal because they don't want him there anyways, influencing how people think or are allowed to think or express themselves on social media. They're mad because he came in, exposed the inflated BS that they were pushing, and then he's backing away from it and letting them self-destruct. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of that going on lately, and it's kind of fun to watch. When we come back, we got a lot to get to. Rick Meta, he'll also be joining us here in a few minutes as well for a Monday version of The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. We are flying high today. <laughs> you know that we're going to have these underlying jokes throughout the entire day today. For those that missed the first segment of the show, there are new pronouns of people self-identifying as, and uh, they're probably flying high in the Mile High Club <laughs> while they're out doing their tweeting. This is not going to get old all day long. I'm telling you, with the new pronouns, you self-identify as the bird. And yes, the bird is the word. Welcome back into the program. So, (laughs) I can't take myself serious anymore today. Let's get into the latest and what's trending. What's trending today? All right, so we're going to touch more on this after the bottom of the hour with Rick Mehta. He's a doctor, he's a former FDA official, and he's a congressional candidate for the 6th District of New Jersey. But there are new ways of trying to get around the abortion issue now that the Supreme Court of the United States has reversed the Roe v. Wade, bringing it back down to the states, not banning abortion like so many have tried to claim. But just bringing it back down to the statewide level, which, again, Democrats, when realizing that they don't have the influence or power to actually go through the proper channels to advocate for their agenda the right way, they just want it in the utopian control mindset of Nazism, of just doing the umbrella blanket decision for everybody and you just be forced to go along with it. Because, again, that's like writing your pronoun on your name tag to show how you like to be identified as as a bird. <laughs> In that sense. So what are they doing? We had Joe Biden last week try to sign an executive order, which does nothing because, number one, he didn't even focus on the abortion issue itself. What he did do is try to spend more money through the Department of Health and Human Services to try and battle legally the abortion restrictions that many states are putting in place on the issue. What he also tried to do was try to protect some of the uh, contraceptives across the nation and the pills and the hormones. Which I'm really intrigued on why he tried to do that, because no one's going after the contraceptives or the birth control pills or the hormones. That's silly. In fact, everybody knows, both Republicans and Democrats and anyone with half a brain, understands and knows that those things are not just about trying to stop from getting pregnant, which if you want individuals to not get pregnant and have an abortion, then you know what? All the power to you taking a, you know, a, a, a some type of protection in some way, shape or form. I applaud you for taking that extra step because my generation started off with the condom snorting challenge and not properly understanding how to use a condom in the right way. So if you're using it in the proper manner, then all the power to you, buddy. That's what I don't care about uh, in your own time. But no one's going after the contraceptives. No one's going after the birth control. No No one's going after those issues, but Joe Biden had to sign the executive order to reaffirm that those things are still available so that way they feel good. Again, just like the gun issue, they have to feel good and feel like they've done something on the manor. So is this going to calm down the crowds? Maybe a little bit. 
maybe a little bit. Oh, hey, you know what? He signed an executive order. Woo, the king has done something again. The leader, the great leader of the nation has done something in his own accord without the protections of the third, the three branches of government and the checks and balance system. Oh, thank God. They love that. They really do. They love that type of control. Other individuals realize that this uh, executive order does absolutely nothing, but other places are starting to do the workaround as well. Here's one from Yahoo News. There is now a floating abortion clinic in the Gulf of Mexico to bypass many of the bans. We don't want, we're not allowed to do it on land in the town. We're going to have a boat out in the water come out to us on the boat and we'll perform the abortion for you. Now, they tried the similar thing in other states like the state of Ohio, for example, when it came to gambling and casinos. Gambling and casinos were banned and illegal in the state of Ohio, except for like on Indian reservations. So what did they do? They put a big boat, uh, a big ferry out in the Great Lake, and then you had to go onto the boat in order to do gambling. And that's where the big casino was because it wasn't technically on the land until they actually legalized gambling, which I believe they did like a year or so ago in the state of Ohio with their casinos and their gambling that's what they're going to do here you know fine come out to the boat come swim out here and we'll take care of you we'll talk some more about that one plus telemedicine abortions what the hell is that we'll talk with rick meta coming up around the corner on that one here on a monday episode of the voice of reason stay here the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Having a little fun today on a Monday, trying to kick off a brand new week. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations all over the country, plus our live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for always joining us, however you do. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, and it's difficult. It's very difficult trying to bring reason and common sense and sanity into the world today, especially when you get things like this. Hi, my name is Cameron, and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal, and Avery is a blue jay. We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have... Um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. Yeah, there's that. Everybody's heard about the bird. I'm wondering, 
I'm telling you again, got to be careful. As you learn something new every day, you learn about the new pronouns that are out there in society. I wonder if there's going to be lawsuits for them trying to go to a public event and not having the proper cage or newspaper underneath them for their droppings in some way. And they need to be careful while they're flying to not run into those windmills here in the Plains country where I'm from with our flagship station in Kansas with those windmills all over the place. You know how many birds get stuck in those things? Got to be careful. All right, let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? Just a little bit. <laughs> what's trending today? I don't care. I don't care. That's the ongoing joke throughout the entire program. But we're still going to move on here. So there's a few uh, workarounds that some are trying to do when it comes to this abortion issue. For those that obviously aren't aware, maybe lived under the rock for the last couple of weeks. But Supreme Court reversing Roe v. Wade and putting the abortion discussion back down at the statewide levels. Now, many states want to keep it open. Some states want to put some restrictions on. Some states want to ban it outright. And Democrats and progressives not liking that. So like usual, instead of just following the proper procedures to try and change that, they throw their fits as the temper tantrum children that they are and try and find the workarounds within the system. Because like children that are losing the board game, they got to change the rules in the middle of the board game. And there's a few ways that they're doing it. One of them, according to Yahoo News, is abortion floating clinics floating out in the ocean where you can float out there and they'll take care of you. The others that I find quite interesting are telemedicine abortions. What the heck is that? Let's talk to our next guest. Super happy to have this guy on the program. He's a former FDA FDA official. He's also a current Georgetown University health law professor. Excited to have back on the program with us here, Rick Meta. Rick, how are you, brother? Hey, Andy, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, it is great. It's been way too long since we've chatted. Now, I got to ask you, with someone self-identifying as a bird, do they have any legal medical grounds to try and sue a public venue for not having the proper uh, things to take care of them? <laughs> I don't know if the birds, you know, we'll, we'll leave. that one's for the birds. I, I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. They can, they can tweet about it. Yeah, see, there we go. Uh, see, there there we are. All right, let's talk about this issue. Obviously, it's caused a lot of conversation over the last couple of weeks. The abortion issue is a touchy subject for a lot of individuals, and for obvious reasons, uh, because it's such a sensitive and emotional and personal issue. But there's apparently a lot of workarounds where they're trying to just, again, force it down our throats in other ways. This telemedicine abortion, how do you perform an abortion by telemedicine, Rick? That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Well, so, Andy, you know, the workarounds and the Dobbs case was very clear. You know, the Supreme Court said that we are empowering the states. It was more a uh, view of federalism, giving powers back to the states. And, you know, again, if the Democrats don't like it, work with your state legislators in the state of New Jersey, where I'm from. Nothing has changed. Right. So now what they're doing is saying, well, if a doctor or nurses are licensed in multiple states, the FDA set the rules that allows for mail-in abortion, what we call medication abortions last year. Before, it was restricted that you had to pick up the medicine in a clinic, which made a lot of sense because you would want to induce an abortion uh, in front of a health care provider. Now what they're doing is changing the rules, saying that, you know what, this is something you can do at home. Uh- oh, and I think we lost him. Well, I think we just heard the click. That was Rick Metz. We'll try and get him back on the program here uh, in just a minute. Former FDA official, current Georgetown University health law professor. Uh, the curious, interesting piece of this telemedicine abortion by sending you the proper pills, the day after pill, these abortion pills, whatever they are, first off are very scary because essentially, depending on how far along you are with these abortions, uh, really just kind of dries out and kills and starves off the the baby or the fetus or however you want to look at it inside you to where it's just done and it just kind of wastes away. But 
I'm curious on who's going to qualify for these sorts of things. I mean, that's going to be an interesting conversation on who can actually qualify for a telemedicine abortion on how far along you're going to be able to get and what government program's going to cover this. Is this going to be like a Medicare thing? Because if they're including it in Medicare, which really the government tries to handle at the federal level, I mean, that's really for elderly individuals and for disabled individuals. I'm assuming that's not going to come down too much. But if it's for Medicaid, many states have their Medicaid program. That could be interesting. Private insurance companies, are they going to cover this? Now, as you know, under the Obamacare system, Obamacare has been covering less and less and less throughout the years, which is why government taking over and centralizing the healthcare industry has been a disaster since the very beginning. But they've been trying to cover less while jacking up your premiums, jacking up your deductibles, and then not being able to cover these uh, more and more of your quote unquote uh, pharmaceutical pills or for your specialists or for certain operations. It's been a disaster, complete disaster, which is why the uh, bankruptcies for medical bankruptcy have skyrocketed across the nation over the last few years. So who would, uh, I'm curious, and hopefully we can get, let's see if we can try and call live on here, some live on the program. But um, because if you're aware, Mr. Producer is yours truly (laughs) here on the show. But I'm curious on who's actually going to qualify for these programs uh, when they actually come about. And is there going to be a legal challenge to them? And would they actually be with, uh, would they actually stand in court if these actually come about as well. Let's see if we got him back on the program. Rick, are you with us? Hey, it's Rick. I'm hey, here. There we go. Fantastic. All right. I'm sorry. You t- you, I heard a click and everything just went dead. So you were right in the middle of your uh, where this is coming from. Yeah, you know, so telemedicine abortion, you know, FDA set the stage uh, last year when they actually removed the requirement that you have to visit a doctor or nurse in person before you can be prescribed the medicine. Uh, And the reason is because the FDA has rules, what we call REMS, Risk Evaluation Mitigation Strategies, fancy word for saying high-risk drugs need more protection. And they just completely removed this, setting the stage for uh, doctors to visit patients through the video conferencing tools like we have like Zoom or providing virtual care. Prescribing it, uh, patients can pick up the medicine through the mail and they can perform what we call a medication abortion right at home. That is very interesting and concerning at the same time. Now, the question I was I, I wanted to ask, and I mentioned this when uh, when we're working to reconnect here, is who's going to qualify for this? And is it going to be covered by like insurance companies? Is this just for those under Medicare under the government or Medicaid with certain states? Is this going to be under practice for private insurance companies who's actually going to be allowed to access these things right so that's going to be the biggest question in fact a lot of advocates abortion advocates are saying hey you know what forget the mail order in the states just order it online from uh, foreign states or foreign countries and we know how dangerous that is you know black market abortion medicines coming in from overseas uh, just to create access is very dangerous it's troubling uh, I think the state attorney generals are more likely than not going to get involved uh, with this and what the practice parameters are a lot to be determined uh, but We'll see. In fact, today we saw that the Biden administration announced that uh, emergency um, uh, abortions at the hospitals, uh, people can't be turned away. Uh, And so what we're going to start to see is what exactly will define an emergency. And we already know the Biden administration all throughout COVID really was liberal in their interpretation of what is an emergency. So really, some of the policy changes that are going to be coming down the pike, like you said, uh, Democrats are probably going to start rewriting the rules to make sure they get the outcome that they want. Well, that's very true. And it's going to be such open-ended that it's really not going to really stop 
anything in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean, this is going to be, like you said, such a danger, especially if you're buying it from the black market. I mean, you worked for the FDA. You know the approval process for any type of pharmaceutical, whether it's here in the country or whether it's something coming into the country, that it's got to be approved to be allowed to come in here in the first place. This is just opening up the door for a massive black market to be flooding all over the country. It very likely. In fact, when I was at the FDA, we worked on a program with multiple customs uh, officers all throughout. With an 89 country participated to removing counterfeit black market drugs off the off the market, off the global supply distribution of black market. In one week, we took millions, millions of black market counterfeit drugs off the market, anywhere from opioids to abortion medicines. Very dangerous uh, proposition to to go overseas. So you know, these advocates really need to pare it back and really focus. Focus on, you know, putting the life uh, of the mother first. It almost sounds like they want to make an example out of it by bringing these black market pills in, harming individuals and having women die from trying to take these because, by golly, it's the most important thing to them is being able to have this abortion. Give them these black market pills and then they start reporting on the number of deaths of women in the black market taking these pills in order for us to try and create some type of emotional argument to try and bring back uh, abortions nationwide because that way we don't have people dying in the black market. I mean, is this the end goal and the agenda here, do you think? Well, you know, it certainly seems like rules are being rewritten. Last year and since 2020 and 2021, medication-induced abortions, meaning using medicines to induce a miscarriage to perform an abortion, outpaced surgical abortions. Uh, and so it's already the the landscape has already been set to allow for this to happen. It's only increasing. Um, but it, and the FDA removing the re- restrictions on accessing uh, some of these abortion medicines without concern uh, to safety. Uh, it is alarming. It is alarming. So we'll see. We'll see if the narrative is truly being rewritten. Uh, Biden administration continues to have a lot of slight hand policies where they tell you to look one way and then do something else. A lot of misinformation, disinformation coming out of there. So. Uh, It's very likely that they're scripting this uh, for some kind of overarching narrative. A lot of misinformation. Rick, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Happy to. Uh, Awesome. I appreciate it. When we come back, I want to talk about some of that misinformation out there. The attack, according to the Biden administration, the Democrats, the attack on contraceptives, on the birth control, on the hormones with that executive order that he signed last week. Is that really happening? Because I'm not aware that it is. We'll do that when we come back with Rick Mehta. He is Georgetown University health law professor, former FDA official, and more coming up right here on a Monday for The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right we are. We are flying high on the show today. <laughs> Welcome back into it. Last few minutes here of the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. We are all over the place today for the middle of a July already. Hard to believe that we are halfway through 2022. Online with us right now, Rick Mehta. He's former FDA official, current Georgetown University health law professor. As we're covering a lot of issues right now now rick as we kind of went into the break there we had mentioned right we saw the executive order signed by the biden administration last week doing something to try and protect you know funding more for uh, department of uh, health and human services trying to battle legally but then protecting the contraceptives protecting the the pills protecting the hormones saying that that stuff is under attack as well rick as far as i'm aware with any state that's working on their certain regulations across the nation, no one has come out and said that if the life of the mother is in danger, that they're going to completely ban it and just let the toxins from the baby, if it passes away within them, uh, to kill the mother because we're not going to get rid of it. No one, as far as I'm aware, has said that they're going after contraceptives or birth control in some way, shape, or form, or hormone therapy in some way, shape, or form, because... I would think that if we're stopping abortions, then we want people to protect themselves so we don't have unwanted pregnancies. And that would actually be an encouragement for individuals to use. But why the fear tactics and why are they going after this stuff or are they right? Yeah, you know, the, what we see with the Biden administration is that they continue to cater to the extremists in their party, in the Democrat Party. A lot of activists who are now becoming violent in their um in their rhetoric. Uh, and so uh, really what all he's doing is signing into law what we've already known. I mean, the, again, the Dobbs administration, uh, for all of the misrepresentation of the, of the ruling, simply says that states can decide whether abortion is legal or not. So it becomes a political question for the elected representatives of those states that represent the people. And what it did is shift the power back to the people. So if the people want to make a change, make a change. And like I said, in the state of New Jersey, nothing changes with the Dobbs ruling, right? So it's the Biden administration feeling like they have to do something to cater to the extremists in the party. Uh, again, same thing we saw today, the Biden administration announcing that under the Emergency Medical uh, Treatment and uh, Active Labor Act, EMTALA, you're going to continue to allow for hospitals to be able to give, a, you know, pre perform abortions. Well, you know, we've, we've known that, right? Again, nothing in the Dobbs 
uh, ruling changes that. You know, this is just a reiteration of facts that we already know to try to show uh, the activist in his party, the extremist, uh, that he's doing something for them. Well, and here's a big question then, too, in the last couple of minutes that we have here. Is it going to work? Is that pandering that does absolutely nothing but reaffirms what we already know and reaffirms what's already on the books, does that actually work in the pandering to them? Or are they still going to be riled up and moving into an election season where they're still in the uh, emotional state of wanting to burn down half the country? Well, you know, and I got to tell you, I would have to say that, you know, this uh, Dobbs ruling for Nancy Pelosi was a political win. In fact, we know that in the midterm elections, there's the lowest turnout ever. And I think, if anything, she's using this to politically supercharge her base to get out the vote. You know, so, again, everything they do, every decision making that's done uh, is politically driven. We saw that with COVID. We know that political science plays in more heavily than medical science. Uh, And so regardless of the fact that nothing changes in many states, they're going to continue to use that in a way to try to protect their base for poli- for politics. Yeah, what you think would happen was that, you know what, if it comes back down to the statewide levels, as we've said so many times on this program, then guess what? You have a louder voice. Protect it. Change the legislation in your state. And you can do that by talking to your state legislators, passing a bill, and making something happen. Here in Kansas, where I'm based out of, we have our, our value them both bill that counters our, our state Supreme Court that said that abortion is constitutionally protected. And this bill that we're voting on coming up in August for our primaries uh, really comes out and says that, no, it's not constitutionally protected and that we are allowed to put restrictions on abortion uh, like we choose to do so. That's all this bill does because we have a voice and we're able to do that at the statewide level. I don't understand why they don't grasp that concept, that they have a louder voice as the politics move down to the local uh, region for them. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of our country, right? Preserving our republic and allowing for states to be empowered under the 10th Amendment to uh, preserve the rights of the states. And that's really what the main uh, holding of the Dobbs, uh, Dobbs ruling was, yeah. giving power back to where it belongs, which is the states. What a concept. What a concept. It's Rick, uh, Rick Meta, FDA, uh, former FDA official, current Georgetown University health law professor. Rick, it's good to talk to you again, my friend. It's been way too long. we got to get you back on the show again soon. Always a pleasure, Andy. Thank you so hey, much. Always a pleasure. We appreciate that very much. That does it for us today. A lot, lot of things covered. We'll break it down again tomorrow. Also coming up tomorrow, we have a laundry list of guests to get to throughout the entire week, so stay tuned in. The RNC, Republican National Committee, they're coming out with a video series called In the Seat, getting you set for election season. Are you ready for that one? We'll talk about some of that tomorrow on the program. But until then, it's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Try not to turn into a bird by the end of the day. And if you're still around, not laying eggs, then we'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.